so life's a bitch. Hi, I'm Tay, and you are listening to So Life's a Bitch, the no-filter podcast where I attempt to break the taboo against raw, sensitive, and painful topics through both honest storytelling and exciting guest interviews. And with any luck, I'll make you laugh along the way. Always remember to check the podcast description for your relevant trigger warnings. Hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. I don't know what time you listen, but hey, anyway... I am really fucking excited because I've got such a cool guest on. It's probably going to run over to two episodes, much like the last guest episode, because my goodness, we can talk. I hope you enjoy learning about some really, really interesting, important stuff, stuff that I have actually learned. We had such a good time and such a laugh, and I can't wait for you guys to listen and learn. So yeah, I'm just going to stop talking because why waste any time? Enjoy. So life's a bitch. Hello. 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 <laughs> Amazing. I just love that. Hello. Yeah, it's so painfully awkward. She's like, why? <laughs> How have you brought me? How have you managed to convince me to do this? Yeah, no, it's all good. I'm happy to be here. Chloe. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello. This is extremely exciting. I mean, you and I, I really want to say you and I are friends from school, but that would be a lie. Mm-hmm. You and I went to the same school. Yeah. But we somehow managed to find each other in the past few months. Just. Yeah, by chance. We just found each other being kind of dragged. Yeah. Yeah. Close. And, and now I can't get enough. I know, I don't have that effect on people, you know. <laughs> but no, genuinely, if I feel like I've got a good connection with somebody, I tend to just be found with them anyway, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Like I'm drawn to them. So. Oh yeah, it's just easy, isn't it? Once you know you've got a good vibe with someone, it's just fabulous. But I'm very glad, whatever drew us together, I am very, very glad. And I am so excited to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've been so excited. I really have been looking forward to it. So I'm just going to jump straight in. You are recently single from quite a long relationship yeah five years um so this is just completely new to me in yeah. like shark invested waters you yeah. said five years then as if it was five but you're like yeah just five years <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like a quarter of my life you know yeah no it's completely completely new i'm just figuring it out to be honest you're doing so well though yeah yeah i feel empowered i feel good i feel scared <laughs> you got all the emotions though and that's yeah. and that's great <laughs> I mean, not so much the scared part, <laughs> but I think that's normal, right? Yeah. To 100%. be completely in this like brand new environment. And five years is a long time. Mm-hmm. And can I just say very, very quickly, there is no beef or bad blood or anything mm. between you and your ex. I know your ex and he's he's a great guy. Like good people can make mistakes as all of us have done. Yeah. Um, this will not be a bitching fest. This will be us chatting about your story and your growth. But that's nice, right? To literally like not have a bad word to say about someone that you spent so much time with because it wasn't a waste of time. It was simply just an experience and a journey. Yeah, it was just a period of my life and yeah, there's no bad feelings there. I'm not that kind of person anyway. Obviously, I was with them for a reason, right? Absolutely, yeah. I would never, never, ever use something like this to spread bad information whatever so yeah it's all peace and love peace and love so much peace and love and so much self-love for you as well like I've really enjoyed watching you grow your confidence because something that you and I have spoken about especially since you've come out of your relationship is being a plus-size curvier woman 
Yeah. which has its difficulties anyway. But you kind of shared with me that you felt like you were in a very safe bubble with someone who you'd been with for a long time, someone mm-hmm. who you trusted and felt so comfortable with mm-hmm. that it almost wasn't even a factor for you. And then becoming single, you feel like you've been faced with this, oh, hang on a minute. Do I even have like a desired body type, a body image? Yeah, completely. I have a lot of self-love. It's been a long journey. And like anybody that is a curvy woman will know, it's a process of accepting and then loving so yeah it's been hard to then accept compliments externally but also not compliments if you get me oh my gosh Um, absolutely you know I've never put myself out there to have that received on me if if that makes sense like you've never been single really exactly yeah exactly (laughs) so it is new to I always accepted myself but now I'm sort of not that I'm looking for validation, but to know that other people do actually find that attractive or... Well, they really do. <laughs> I'm speaking for all of us who find <laughs> Chloe Gill attractive. We have a fan page. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know about this. So. <laughs> but thanks, girl. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, like, it is, it's crazy. Um, were, were you a curvier woman before you went into your relationship? Yeah. Like, um, when you were at school and stuff? yeah. <laughs> yeah what was that like because kids are fucking me uh school was savage i'll be honest i fucking hated school that's a common feeling on this podcast by the way <laughs> the day that i have someone come on and say that they loved every second of school mm. i'm not gonna be able to bounce off that very well yeah <laughs> yeah it was hard obviously it's that thing where like i look back now and i think fuck i thought i was fat then <laughs> Oh, girl. If only I fucking knew, right? Are you preaching to the choir? Yeah, it was hard. I was the bigger friend. I was always the fat girl in my friendship group. I have always had big boobs, you know, God forbid. The bane <laughs> of our existence. Yeah, literally. And they do just make you look bigger anyway, unfortunately, when you've got big boobs. It, that's just the way it is. But it was quite confusing in school because you would be called all the names under the sun about your weight even though I actually wasn't very big, it was just compared to the people I was with. But then also you'd go home and have messages complimenting your boobs from sometimes the same people that were roasting you in school. Oh which is, my gosh. Which creates such a complex because you feel repulsive, but you also feel sexy. So what the fuck is that about? <laughs> <laughs> you are describing me from age like 13 to yeah. 24 and uh, three months and one day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah. Oh my god, exactly three months and one day. It's the, it's the 4th of March right now. If you guys, yeah. I don't know when I'll have this edited and posted. But literally, it's so weird. And actually, if it was on the subject of school, I have had I had exactly the same experiences mm. where... So I wasn't curvy in school. I had big boobs for my age. I didn't have these boobs. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I would have got much done. Yeah, fuck. Um, but I was, I was slim. So my journey with weight is completely different different because when I was and I was tiny like I had a mm. flat stomach with mm. big boobs I look back now and I'm going who the fuck is she <laughs> because I never I never used to like go out and be like hell yeah do you know what mm. I mean whereas now I'm a I don't know five stone heavier and I'm yeah. probably the most confident I've ever been yeah whilst also being the most insecure I've ever been but like mm. you said it's this weird complex of one minute I'm being called quite nasty things. Yeah. And I'm not talking about school now. I'm talking about right now. Mm-hmm. One minute it's, oh my God, can you believe how much weight she's gained? Oh, you know mm. what? She's fat anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? If you if you lost a bit of weight, you'd be my perfect girl. Yeah. But then the next minute it's, God, your figure's to die for. Yeah. It's very confusing. <laughs> God, I wish I had your boobs. It's like... <laughs> 
the back yeah. the back pains come with it oh don't don't right now i'm actually in agony <laughs> i'm in a surgery bra right now so this Love that. this baby boobs are out so this baby goes on behind so okay. you go two arms in yeah and then there's this clasp yeah and then you zip up amazing so it holds everything proper scaffold in that just to put just to take a little bit off my back <laughs> just so that i can actually like sit at a desk and do work oh i feel it i feel it honestly like sometimes the nicest thing is to sit at a desk and just leave your boobs on the desk (laughs) and see what it feels like to be completely weightless (laughs) oh my gosh i've said this before on here and i'll say it again one of my favorite things to do is to just go hand to one of my girlfriends hand and they'll put a hand out and i'll just place a teat yeah in the palm of their hand and just oh, yeah. watch their faces as they realise the actual weights that I have to carry around. Oh my god! Not yeah. just the weight of the world on these shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have definitely tried to weigh one of my boobs on some scales at home before as well. Mine are stone each. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. See, that doesn't fucking so surprise me. So if you put me. so if kitchen scales on the desk and then do that like tit, <laughs> that's the perfect. I find that's the mm-hmm. perfect way to weigh them. Don't. Mm-hmm. get down on the floor and take your breast to the scale yeah okay that was a bad move <laughs> i don't think it looked good either <laughs> yeah i love that amazing so life's a bitch you said about being the biggest in the friendship group mm. that is me right now yeah the group i've got in Oswestry, there's like eight of us it's like so many women yeah and they're all so fire <laughs> Just flames. Just yeah. absolute flames. I'm not saying I ain't flames. No, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Don't put yourself down, girl. I ain't about to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing. I am the size of two of them when we're standing in a group. Oh, yeah. When we're standing in a group and we've got that group picky, you could fit two of them where I'm standing. Yeah, yeah. And listen, it is because I've got big curves and a big ass and big tits. And you know mm-hmm. what? Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And other times I'm like, just leave me alone yeah i do you ever do you ever grab your boobs and hold them up and look at your body and look at the shape of your body as if you as if you didn't have them all the fucking time every single day of my life because it would completely change everything my whole body have you ever looked at a reduction i have it's it's just expensive privately right or you go to the doctors and the first thing is you need to lose weight which fair you know fair i've had the exact same experience you know which we'll get onto it's not an excuse but it definitely makes things difficult to lose weight so it's not just a simple process no for me personally or for anybody losing weight is a hard thing to do but i know for a fact and my doctors aren't gonna just believe me right but i know for a fact that when i've been smaller my boobs are still an issue. It's not that they are oh my God, thank exclusive you. to my weight gain. It yeah. is, I just have bigger boobs. And regardless, they're just more in proportion to my weight, right? So Absolutely. Do you yeah. ever wish that you could take them off, but then on a night out, just pop them back on? <laughs> all the like time. a wig. It's like me all with my time. hair extensions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cut wish. all my hair off just to <laughs> spend loads of money on hair extensions. <laughs> And I've got no regrets. No, I was going to say, you've got the option then. You can be either or, right? Exactly. And I want to be curvy and I want to be able to take my boobs off. Yeah. When I'm just trying to do daily tasks. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. But you you are one of the curvy queens that just gives me life. Yeah. You do. You give me life (laughs) because you're so 
confident and you're so fabulous and mm. you dress well for being curvy because it's so difficult to wear clothes. It is. Yeah. I was just going to say though, you know, growing up, I feel like we were definitely still in a generation of you need to dress for your figure. Yeah. You know, make sure you wear something that's flattering because you don't want people thinking that you're bigger than you are, right? Which I agree with to some extent. Depends on the day, really, for me, to be honest. But then I also some days feel just as confident, just as fly in oversized streetwear that just makes me feel like a boss bitch. So some days it's I want to wear something skin tight and feel curvy and sexy. Other days I want to wear something maybe more masculine and just look cool. And I don't think it matters. I feel like that whole dress for your figure needs to just be gone because it's just like a negative thing on you. Imagine wearing curvy wear every day. Yeah, fuck that. It's not comfortable though all the time. You know? Like crop tops are great, but I don't want to live in them. No, exactly. literally i mean do you i made that tiktok didn't i and you were like yes. uh, you, uh, this one that when yes. you and i were first having our i want to say like bromance but like cismance <laughs> Cis- <Cis-mance? laughs> when yeah. you and i started falling in love mm-hmm. um oh, yeah. <laughs> i made that i made that tiktok and it was like in like my surgery bra and you can see my hips and you can see mm-hmm. my waist and oh, then yeah. me when i put the jumper on mm-hmm. and it's like I go from looking like a curvy woman to looking like a marshmallow. But <laughs> yes. that that's the price you must pay if you dare wear a nice comfy jumper. Yeah. Well, actually, it gets a bit chilly in England and I can't always be wearing my little curvy... Yeah, of course. Ugh. And you shouldn't feel like you have to either. Like, everybody wants to wear comfy clothes all the time. But it's so... women like you that reminds me that I don't have to feel like... I have to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like no, conform to but but the grass is always greener and that's one thing, you know. I can sit here and say that I find, I think some, you know, my group of girls they're all um very slim. They work hard. Though a lot of my mm. girlfriends will get up in the morning and go for a run and then come home and eat a salad. Yeah. Like I'll walk up the stairs quick and reward myself <laughs> with a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that these girls don't work hard for their figures because they, they really do. Mm. But in the same breath, I'm sure some of my girlfriends, and I know some of my girlfriends have said, I would love to have bigger boobs. Yeah. I would love to have your boobs. I would love to be able to wear that. You look so curvy. Your figure's great. The mm. grass is always greener. Yeah. And that's an issue that women and men, mm. but I can't speak for men um, on this, but... I know that's an issue that is only going to get worse with social media and the way yeah. that we can I personally when it when it comes to like editing photos I don't edit my body shape or anything yes. like that because I feel like if I ever started to do that I would fall down a rabbit hole yes yeah but what I do do is I pose mm-hmm. in a night in a way that I'm most comfortable with maybe yeah. put on a nice little filter yeah maybe yeah. of course yeah um but, you know, obviously there are some photos out there that are the extreme and I'm sat there going, right, how can I make myself look like that? Well, you can't because even that person doesn't look like that. Yeah. And we do need to remember, you know, that not everyone is going to be the exact same shape, the exact same size, you know. Of course, of course. And I think, and we've touched on it before, I would never want to trick anybody into thinking that I am smaller than I am. Um, that is so interesting that you say that yeah I think it's really important that's not what I'm trying to do it's just with my pictures I may upload something that I do just look 
I, I am a, in a flattering pose. But, you know, that is my body. I haven't changed it. But I also don't want to make it look like I'm any smaller because then how fucking embarrassing when you don't look like that in person. I literally couldn't cope with that <laughs> embarrassment. Can I, like, can I completely contradict you and say you can post whatever you fucking want on your social media. Yeah. There's nothing embarrassing about someone seeing a photo of you posed yeah and then wondering why you're not walking through town pulling that pose and looking yeah. I, and i'm of only course, saying yeah. that because you're a fucking goddess <laughs> and you look incredible and you you should never be embarrassed but yeah. it's so interesting that you say that because i have felt that way as well like i have say been like chatting to someone and they've been like oh, i love your social media and then i've gone oh shit but i don't i don't I don't always look like that. Who the fuck does? Yeah, of course. But the, but again, because I'm I'm like, oh my God. And sometimes like, so before I meet someone for the first time, because mm. for me, when I usually in the past when I've been dating, I will be meeting people brand new because I try and avoid, I've got like a <laughs> 20 mile rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chloe and I currently live in a really small town. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's quite dangerous actually because Chloe's newly single and I feel like we may have the same type. <laughs> From our wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually dying. It's when it's when Chloe and I first went for a drink and I went, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> you know that I am like one of the only single people in my life. Really? Yes. So one of my girlfriends is quite newly single. Mm. She's living her best life boss ass bitch yeah and i think another one of my girls is dating someone but other than that they're all fucking wifed holy fuck other than you and like one other of my girlfriends so my two uni friends wifed Mm. one of them moved moved across the pond Mm. not like from new zealand she moved from northern ireland but (laughs) there was water she she did have to cross some water and they're living together wow yeah a couple of my other girlfriends Mm -hmm. live living with their partners or planning on yeah everyone's everyone's wife yeah it does feel like that it definitely feels like i'm sort of on my own really (laughs) girl you're not alone (laughs) i am like one engagement announcement away like my social media is full everyone is buying a house and Mm -hmm. i'm like proud of myself for getting up before 9 30 oh yeah oh yeah that is that is an accomplishment don't put yourself down (laughs) no i know it's real pride i wasn't being facetious this is real pride yeah yeah no i get it it's um I think it's hard, especially when I was sort of where I was at, and now I'm back to being single, back to square one. It is like, whoa, <laughs> holy yeah. shit, you know? Squ- square one in, in, in the terms of relationships, not in life. No, no, of course not. No, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, I, I like that. Yeah. I like, and I like that for both of you as well. Yeah, definitely. Because I love the idea that you can look back on a relationship because I've had relationships in the past that have lasted a couple years and I I even lived with someone. Mm. I like being able to try and find like lessons in there. Yeah. And I think for you, much more so than me, actually, you can certainly look back and go, those were, that was an incredible five years. Yeah, 100%. Oh God, yeah. And take so many positives with you moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really nice. But girl, you're fucking bossing it. And I'm (laughs) so excited to have you on here. Can we please, can we do a clank? Cheers, baby girl. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) So life's a bitch. So I think I'm gonna start like a brand new tradition right here, right now. Mm. And apologies to Zach, who was my first guest. (laughs) Because 
I didn't think of that, but I thought of it now. Um, I'm going to see if you can get rich okay, on the podcast. You down to get? You down to get rich? Yeah, of course. Okay, so I'm also going to do one of these. Yeah. So I bought okay. two scratch cards and How the top pro- ten grand. Okay. Yeah, that's good. You want to win ten grand? Hell yeah. Okay, let's win ten grand. Ten I've got grand. a little. I've got a little penny for you. Okay. This is a fifty cent euro. Love it. Thank you. And maybe that is foreshadowing us Ooh. going on holiday. Ooh, with the 10 grand that we with win, With the yeah. 10k each that we yes, win. Yes, I'm assuming we're both going to win 10k right now. So we've got a fine three. So we've got a fine three. And then you triple the prize if you find something in the triple box. Okay. Come on then. Ooh, actually, I bet this sounds nice. I know, I was just thinking that. <laughs> money on the line here. There is money on the line. Nothing. Nothing. God damn it. <laughs> and my triple was times one. So I've got nothing uh, times, times nothing. nothing. <laughs> so I got I got two I got the ten grand twice. I got <sighs> thirty twice. I got six twice and I got ten twice. The ten grand twice, that's a bit of a tease, isn't it? That's a massive tease. Yeah, I thought I'd won twenty quid, but no, it was two quid. Fuck's sake. I'd, I'd have done, I'd done a somersault for ten quid. <laughs> I know, Well, I'd, I'd have tried. It wouldn't have gone down well. Okay, well, that was So Life's a Bitch. First ever segment of... Um, I, don't, I don't know if I should have come up with a name for this segment. Get Rich on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks you for the are, thought, though. You're rich in knowledge. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Um, you're rich in company. Aww. Oh, she awed me for calling myself good company. <laughs> you also, you. To be fair, I have actually gained something because you brought me a. How did you describe it when you handed it to me? <laughs> a phallic cactus. A phallic cactus. To which I responded, "What does phallic mean?" <laughs> it basically does just look like a penis. It looks like a dick. But it's really cute. It is a cute dick. <laughs> Yeah, please don't try and uh, use that one. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> my goodness! I think we're going to be good. I yeah, think we're good. No, it's. I just thought it was cute. You can it have is it to your super cute. The pot is super cute. Yeah, I always get my friends' plants. That's my. That is my gift to go when I see friends. Like, oh my god, I, I always love that. do. Yeah, I usually bring a bottle of prosecco and <laughs> pretend it's not for me, and then take it out of the gift bag. And yeah. The rest is history. That is, no, that's fab. Thank you so much for my little dick. <laughs> You're welcome. My first ever desk plant. Yeah, you got a So plant. life's a bitch desk plant. No, I love it. Well, yeah, sorry about that. You're not rich at all. I know, it's okay. <laughs> oh. Next time, people, next time. So life's a bitch. So I am super excited to talk about something that I actually do not know much about. But luckily, I don't know much about it because mm-hmm. to know about it would be to experience it. Much like a lot of the things I talk about on this podcast, if you're not experiencing it, often you're not going to be educated on it mm-hmm. and you have to seek that information out yourself, which probably shouldn't be the case, hence why we're trying to spread as much awareness as possible. So PCOS, which refers to polycystic ovary syndrome. Yes. Yeah, I mean, can you explain a little bit what what that even is? Yeah, so basically, you can have polycystic ovaries, or you can have the syndrome. Polycystic ovaries is just an abnormality that you can develop 
in your ovaries where you'll grow cysts. It just happens, and it can happen to women at any point in their life. But then the syndrome is a whole different situation. It is like a diagnosable condition that's linked to your hormones. And you're basically diagnosed through reaching two of three criteria, at least. And that's an ultrasound that shows that you've got cysts on your ovaries, irregular periods, and then traces of high levels of male hormone in your blood, which then causes the symptoms that you might notice if you have PCOS, which will be like weight gain, cystic or hormonal acne, hair growth in places that women don't tend to get it. So we've all seen the women with like full grown beards and mustaches, right? That are rocking it and just embrace it. I had no idea that that could even be related to PCOS. That is what it is. That is the condition. Oh, And then it can be like hair thinning on your head. But with the hair growth, it's not just on your face. You can grow it on your chest, on your stomach, on your back, on your bum, it can be all places. That and that's you would because you have that testosterone. Mm. Okay, that is what that is. You then can have like fertility issues, and it also affects your mood. So you may start to notice a few of those. You may have irregular periods, and I, you know, as women, as much of a pain as periods are, it's usually a good indicator for us if something's not right with your period something's not right oh my god yeah absolutely yeah especially if obviously you can't speak for all women but a lot of the time you understand some kind of routine I know especially Mm. like for me at the moment I've just come off the pill so my periods are all over the place but usually it's like for me it's like clockwork yeah Um, I remember I used to have a period every six weeks Mm -hmm. I now have a period like every three or four weeks okay yeah Um, and it's usually always just four days and so if something was to break that routine routine I would be like what and then obviously it's not just that it's color consistency everything that being a woman means you have to keep an eye out of everything that's happening at all times yes exactly on a more deeper level we are humans that have our own feelings and have our own ambitions but our body is for making children right so if something's not right with your period you know something's not right well yeah yes (laughs) yes no you are right and um, this is interesting actually this is something that I'm looking forward to doing quite soon about you know your body being a baby maker but actually women being labeled as baby makers is completely incorrect so yes that's something that I can't wait to explore and talk about further because like you said your body kind of taking charge and going well we're doing this we're doing that it's a pain in the fucking ass yeah it is so yeah if you obviously start to notice something like that it's generally like, right, okay, something's not right, yeah? Mm-hmm. So with polycystic ovaries, it can increase the risk of type 2 diabetes, endometrial cancer, depression, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obviously fertility issues, issues when you do actually get pregnant. There's a lot that comes with it. The cause is unknown. People don't, we don't know yet, which is why I wanted to talk about it really, because I feel like as a collective of women, we need to push for research to be done on it so that we can get better support because the experience I've had has been shit, basically. Oh my gosh. Well, that sucks. And I'm so sorry to hear that you've had a shitty experience. Yeah. But obviously saying that the cause is unknown. So for you and your journey, when did you begin to find out that this was something that you were even experiencing? It starts a long time ago. When I was younger, my mum always thought that I might have been diabetic. Okay. Because I always had a lot of issues with my blood sugar where I would feel like I was going to faint quite often and if I hadn't eaten regularly I would feel like become dizzy and sweaty and sometimes I did faint and so obviously that sort of is related to your blood sugar right so I always thought it was diabetes but I had 
I'd been checked for that. And I'm talking when I was like 15, 16 now. Right. So this was like 10 years ago. And they were like, yeah, you're not diabetic. And it's like, okay, right, well, this is just weird. And I sort of used to try and manage it through glucose tablets, which... I've learnt now probably wasn't the best thing because it actually spikes your blood sugar levels, which then causes you a bigger crash. So it's actually, for some people it might work, but for me it never did. With PCOS, it's all related to insulin resistance. Obviously, insulin regulates the blood sugar levels. And if you have a certain level of resistance, your body produces more of it to overcompensate. So when you have more insulin in your blood, that causes your body to release more testosterone. Okay. Which is obviously what then causes issues with your ovaries you can develop cysts and it's obviously then what causes things like your hair growth maybe on your face or on your chest or wherever and it leads to weight gain as well which is obviously why you see people with type 2 diabetes that usually are bigger people because they have insulin resistance so yeah their their body just stores that energy more so than somebody that doesn't so when you then gain weight as somebody with pcos because you naturally will do some some women don't i've got friends that have pcos and are very slim but obviously as you gain more weight those symptoms become worse they become oh more so severe. it's a really yeah. fun vicious cycle yeah exactly oh, so it's fabulous. just really yeah it's just a really shit condition so anyway i when i was younger i had the sort of issues with my blood sugar but never really thought anything of it i was on contraceptive pill which from... one were you on you on like the mini pill or the combined pill it was a combined pill so i've always taken microgynon and a lot of people don't believe me when i say this but i do not lie <laughs> yeah i was my boobs were a size b Mm. two months into microgynon i had double d's yeah i'm not and i have never been able obviously i've gained much more weight as i've grown up through well growing because people do grow you need to remind yourself that we do grow yeah and through loads of other things excessive eating drinking enjoying life etc but i've never ever lost the weight that i gained from a microgynon which was my thighs and my boobs yes and when i say that people go i'm gonna get me some microgynon <laughs> probably doesn't work that way but no. i started taking it when i was like 13 exactly yeah and my boobs just went okay yeah so i can imagine that that didn't do anything for you if you were already gaining weight from having pcos and then you're yeah. on this like combined contraceptive pill Yes. And this is another thing that I feel needs more research. So many young girls are given the contraceptive pill at such a young age, right? Because you struggle with the intense periods. You've never had periods before in your life and you're always all of a sudden having to deal with something that's really traumatic when you're younger. And I had really heavy, painful periods that would just completely debilitate me. So you're given contraceptive pill at a young age, aren't you? And I don't know whether... This is just me just wandering through years of trying to figure out what caused this. Does that have anything to do with it? The a high amount of hormone that you're taking at a young age when you're not even developed yet. Does there is, that there is absolutely no way that it is healthy yeah. for us to be I was on my pill from thirteen to twenty one and yeah. then again for a year from 23 to 24 mm-hmm. and I'm now trying to lose weight so that I can go back on it why yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, why because condoms suck because my periods oh, are a don't. little bit less <laughs> shit I don't yeah. know I might not bother because when I think about it to be fair though when I was off the pill I had that break for a few years I craved my body craved the hormones right I okay. had this really weird like hormone imbalance mm. and I remember turning to my mum and going 
I need my fucking hormones. Yeah. And, get, and then going and getting like going on. My body was completely addicted to it. I've been on it for mm-hmm. 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But surely something that stops you from getting pregnant and makes you fat and spotty and makes you really crazy and kind of chills your periods that can't be good for you <laughs> no not and not over the space of and i'm 10 no years, say, i'm right? no scientist no well exactly i mean exactly. i i i don't know much about <laughs> photosynthesis <laughs> what is that like chemistry I can't something no that's the one with the plant that's the one with the plant i am a writer <laughs> I am not a scientist or a mathematician. Yeah, no, I get it. But my knowledge is at the lowest of the low when it comes to science. But you know, don't you? You know your body. You know that these things you're taking... Yeah, it can't be good for you. They can't. can't. In the long run, especially. So life's a bitch. So yeah, I've sort of been on that microgynon. Can we just bring out the pill for men, please? Yeah, I mean, tell me about it. Why are we not regulating... Men. I am so in that ready. Way. I don't... Do you want to know why? Someone, someone, I saw someone tweet it the other day. Someone was like, "Why don't we have the pill for men?" And someone replied, "Going because men wouldn't take it." <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking true. Fucking yeah. hell, man. Why haven't we created the pill for men? Yeah. Because they wouldn't take it. They won't even wear a condom. So, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Let's In not. It. If that's a struggle, try taking a pill every day. Oh, that's it. For exactly. ten years. Yeah. So yeah, who knows what the long term effects of that are? But I'd taken that for a long time, and then. 2016 so we're talking six years ago now i went into hospital because i had a lot of pain it was the most pain i've ever been in my life like period cramps or well i they almost took my appendix out because they thought it was my appendix so that's how bad it was like that area all up the right side of my body shooting pains fuck it was fucking horrific i drove myself to hospital and it was just the worst journey of my life i almost couldn't see over the steering wheel because i was in that much pain you know fucking hell Um, wait wait, which hospital did you drive to shrewsbury the 25 Uh, minute fucking (laughs) drive but literally just turn of fate all my family was out of the country on holiday my partner at the time lived in manchester my nan was away there was literally nobody just sods fucking law i was on my own at home and there was nobody to take me and even back then there was no ambulances that were willing to come pick me up so i had to drive myself and it turned out it was a burst cyst right so this is like sort of my first oh my gosh introduction to it i was in hospital for a few days it was fine i had to scan there was a few cysts on my ovaries but nothing major and they just said this is what it is it's just going to be painful for a few days you just need to rest that was it and then a few months later I remember thinking like mm, that doesn't sit right with me that that was just the end of it and yeah. I decided to stop taking the pill at that point so we're talking like end of 2016 and that's when I actually first started noticing that I was growing hair on my face but didn't think too much of it I just whatever I just lost about five stone at that point as well so I was at the smallest wow. I'd ever been so my body had been through like a big transformation big changes yeah went into sort of 2017 single at that point that was the last time i was single and i became sexually active again so i was like fuck okay i need to do something i'm not i don't want to take the pill though so i spoke to my doctor and decided to get the depot injection no i know i'm so scared of injections <laughs> <laughs> so am i but i thought it's in my bum so surely to god it'll be oh fine my god. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest i'm a wetty i had to have an injection in my bum a few years ago and it was just me crying <laughs> clutching this table whilst this nurse looked at me and was like girl <laughs> you are a strong ass woman and you are weeping <laughs> 
yeah it's weird you're like you don't want to see it but then also when you can't have the ability to see it it's also scarier right because <laughs> it's yeah. in your bum yeah I feel you. um but i went and did that it was fine so you're sorted for three months you don't have to worry about taking the pill every day at the same time and i was like it's just yeah i'm gonna be able to have sex without worrying about getting pregnant yeah yeah and then which is something that women have to think about constantly yeah like, fuck's sake for the love of christ i just want to get some yeah (laughs) (laughs) but after that my period stopped so my doctor at the time was like right you might notice change in your period obviously it's a change of hormone it's quite a lot of hormones yeah for it to be lasting three months so your period's going to change naturally so i was like right fine obviously like i said i just lost a lot of weight and in the three months after i had that initial injection i gained a ridiculous amount of weight and at the time i was still very controlled about what i was eating i knew for a fact that i was eating in a deficit and i was still exercising at the time so i'm gaining weight and i'm thinking this must have been so frustrating to be in a deficit and just be watching all your hard work be undone i can't tell you it's i when i say it's taken until now to accept that it really has bless you um that's fucking harsh that is unfair yeah i was at the most confident i'd ever been until now until now to be fair but (laughs) that point in my life i was like amazing i feel incredible i've got all this energy i feel beautiful in myself and then it's just been taken away from me and i don't know why yeah so my period just stopped i started noticing the hair on my face growing more i even started growing it on my stomach very personal but yeah that was something that i do have to deal with constantly still now still now still now i mean i can't grow a full beard lady beard but (laughs) if i leave it like two weeks i don't know (laughs) i'm low-key gutted (laughs) it would literally put uh some men to shame the beard that i can grow if i put the time into it (laughs) now that is not something that every boss ass queen can say anything you can do i can do better yeah anything you can do i can do bleeding oh amen amen my hair started thinning and i've always had very thick like curly hair naturally so when my hair was falling out as well, that was another thing that was like, this ain't right. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird time, but I sort of ignored the period, which I shouldn't have done. But you do in the moment, you make these decisions, right? And in my head, I was like, great, I'm not having a period. I don't have to worry about contraception. I can continue to have sex without worrying about getting pregnant. I feel was- like I know. Yeah. This feels like um, <laughs> this feels like familiar territory for me. I feel like I know where we're going with this. Yeah. So I just ignored it, right? Yeah. For the first year, I'd say, and then it got to like. Sorry. So when you say ignored it, the depot injection had completely stopped your periods, mm-hmm. and you just went, okay, fine, we'll leave it at that. It's obviously working. We've, you know, as a woman, I've heard of. It's never happened for me, but I've heard of lots of women, a lot of my girlfriends who are on certain contraceptions and they have no periods whatsoever. So you just thought, okay, fine, this is normal. I'm just going to crack on. And I'll be sexually active with my partner or partners or, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, So and rightly so. Yeah, yeah, I just thought I would take it. Obviously, the other symptoms, the weight gain, the hair thinning, the hair growth was obviously on my mind, but I was also, you know, three stone away, say, from feeling uncomfortable. So I was like, I'm yeah. gaining weight, but I'm still feel good, whatever. Yeah, um, got you. It sort of got to like beginning of 2018 and I was like, right, I've not had a period in a year. That's not, that doesn't feel good. Like that doesn't feel right. So I thought I'd go speak to my doctor. Yeah. The hair growth was stressing me out. I'll I'm be not honest. surprised. It, I am not yeah. surprised. It made me feel manly. It made me feel not beautiful at all. It made me feel like less of a woman. It was really shit feeling to be honest. And that's 
something that people with PCOS struggle with a lot. It's that change in body that you have no control over, the change of your image. Your self-esteem is completely shot because you go from feeling like a fantastic woman to feeling like a man, a fat man, a fat hairy man, basically. And it's just shit because that's that's how you feel yeah so i went to my doctors told them the symptoms and they were like yeah okay sounds like you've basically got pcos so usually the process and this is back when you could just get a normal appointment right so i was very privileged i feel like i got the last stop before everything went to shit with the national health service you know unless you're literally dying (laughs) or you're on the brink of a mental health crisis right now you can't get an appointment it has to be an emergency god bless our nhs the the backlog how many thousands of backlogged appointments are we on right now like i know i know and it makes me sad because i know girls now i've got friends that believe they've got ptos and they just cannot get in to get diagnosed and get the support they need not that there's much support but just having that diagnosis is definitely it's a a step it's something so I do feel grateful that I was diagnosed at the time I was and I was very lucky that it was a quick procedure I went I had blood tests they said yeah you've got high levels of testosterone in your blood so that's the first one you've also got the symptoms no periods and then I went for an ultrasound and that was like a bit of a turning point for me to be honest if you've ever been for an ultrasound you've got to have like a full bladder it's very uncomfortable yeah (laughs) the woman doing it was not very nice but that's besides the point and she said what are you what have you come in for what are you looking for and I said well I think I've got PCOS and she said well do you want to have a look at the screen so what are you looking for like as in she wasn't sure obviously she was just doing the scan Oh, so, so she didn't know what I what the scan was for. Does that make sense? She was okay. just doing the scan. Just the way that you said she asked what I'm looking for was, I haven't <laughs> lost my keys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right, yeah. no, I've got you. She was just a scanographer and you Yeah, she didn't you. know what I was there for. Okay. She was just doing the scan. Right. And she said, yeah, do you want to have a look at the screen then? And obviously I'd seen what my ovaries looked like when I'd had that pop cyst and they looked fairly normal. There was like three cysts maybe between both of them and the best way for me to describe what it looked like was like if you were to open a pomegranate my ovaries were completely covered oh in my these goodness. little circles that were the cysts there was nothing that wasn't a cyst on Shit. both of them they were completely covered speckled did your heart just fucking drop in that moment because you knew yeah. what you were looking at not all women would know what they were seeing at that point yeah i just cried at that point because i thought this is a fucking mess what the fuck yeah. how has it got to this point that is inside me right now and that is not healthy and that is not normal and my mind was just thinking about I'm never going to be able to have children naturally yeah. and this is going to be a long process of dealing with it and I left just feeling very deflated and whatever obviously got the diagnosis from my doctor I went back a few weeks later and she said yeah it's it's polycystic ovaries it was just rough she, all she could say to me was the best thing you can do is lose weight and I remember looking at her thinking you fucking know that this is very difficult for somebody with PCOS to lose weight yeah do you not think I fucking know that And just in general, telling someone, anyone, especially someone who is of a bigger size, potentially aka someone who uses food Mm. as an emotion filler, Mm -hmm. such as yourself and I. Yeah. You know, we've spoken, I eat when I am feeling any emotion. (laughs) I eat when I'm anxious. I eat when I'm sad. I eat when... I think the only time, the only emotion that I can't eat on is fear. If I'm like fear for my life, even then I could probably pop a couple of fucking cheeseburgers down there. 
<laughs> yeah, it might be the last time you get to eat, right? <laughs> this, unfortunately, when when you live with food on the brain like myself, the end of the world, people will be like, right, where do we hide? I'd be like, well, what's my last meal going to be? <laughs> yeah. Food lives rent-free on my mind at the yes. forefront. But, yes. But like I said, to tell someone who has just received distressing news mm. that they should probably lose weight, oh, thank you. Thanks I know, for that. I know, that's just what I needed to hear. And it was just a very demoralizing GP appointment. She asked if I was looking to have children immediately. I said no. So how, how old would you have been? It was 2018, so what's that, four years ago now? It's 21. 21? Yeah, 21. So I was like, well, I'm not looking to have children anytime soon. And it was that was kind of the end of the conversation. Right, well, there's no point in helping you. You've just got to deal with the symptoms. If you want the symptoms to get better, lose weight. And I was like, yeah, I know, but that's my fucking issue. I am very controlled about my eating. I plan all my meals. I exercise. I eat very healthily. I knew that at the time. And I'm stuck. And she, the only thing that she could recommend at the time was a tablet called Orlistat, which is basically a tablet that makes you shit <laughs> every time you consume a molecule of fat. Oh, right. That sounds like something that's really going to help you. Yeah. Like, you know, complete daily tasks and and just feel better about your insides, (laughs) you know? If I was like, I don't just sit at home. I have an office job. I can't be shitting constantly. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, man? I haven't got time for this shit. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Fucking literally. So life's a bitch. But obviously that was the o- and the only other thing she could give me was a cream that was supposed to need to help any hair growth which didn't by the way <laughs> do you mind me asking what what were you doing about your hair growth at the time were you um shaving were you waxing were you covering it with makeup yeah it's something that i still it's become a bit of an obsessive tendency thing for me right now i can um, imagine and when i'm more anxious i do it as anxiety relief do what i pluck Oh. Which for me is like, it relieves anxiety. So sometimes yeah. I will literally, I'm not even joking now. My family knows this. I will sometimes sit in front of the mirror for two hours and I'll sit and I'll just pluck hair oh. away. Sometimes hair that's not even there, I'll just pluck because yeah. it's like, a, it is an anxiety thing, just like picking your nails or pulling your hair. Yeah? Absolutely. But like you said, and we were talking earlier about body image, we mm. have been told that women do not have facial hair yeah we have been told that now that is a lie mm-hmm. i know yeah that is a complete lie but that doesn't mean that you are not going to feel like the societal norms are constantly screaming at you telling yeah. you that you are less of a woman i mean i'm yeah. going to interject instantly and say you could never be any less of a woman <laughs> but i yeah. understand mm why you would feel that way because women should be this women should be that yeah women shouldn't have facial hair yeah that's something that is kind of drilled into you at a young age amongst all these other gender stereotypes yeah of course thank you so much for sharing that by the way that's okay because you are probably one of thousands of people thousands of women who ha- who grow hair in places that they're told not to yeah and it's an insecurity that you you shouldn't have we shave our armpit well i shave my armpit sometimes when i fancy it <laughs> yeah. so why should you know if you want to get rid of the hair on your legs and the hair on your armpits you do what you want with the hair on your face but having yeah. having it there in the first place is nothing to be ashamed of yeah that's the message that you want to convey that's why you're here speaking so proudly and openly yeah and bravely i must say yeah yeah it does leave you feeling very like i said masculine but my personal preference has always just been i don't like to have hair that's just that is my preference and i'm down for 
whatever preference women have there are some women that i know that have got pcos that couldn't give less of a shit that they grow facial hair and i think that's insane that they can embrace that yeah i don't like it that's just me and that's okay so i will spend hours in front of a mirror plucking my hair and some of it is a societal pressure but a lot of it is i i've accepted now that i just don't like having hair that's just me yeah um but like i said you see women with full-grown beards full-grown mustaches that will put any man to shame and they are embracing it and i admire them just as much as the women that decide to just get rid of it it's just personal preference i'm the exact same like you know when you see people women with like who like dye their um (laughs) yes armpit armpit hair hair, like neon green and you're like that's fucking amazing like (laughs) i will i will shave my armpits when there's nothing even there yeah because I want to say it's because I'm the same as you and I don't like hair. I, I truly believe that the reason I don't like hair is because of societal pressures. Mm. So now I can't have hair in from the neck down. I cannot yeah. have hair. Mm. Um, I actually only shave my legs like twice a year because they're so, my leg hairs are so thin and blonde. Oh. I'm so scared that if I shave them loads, they'll grow back. Like, You're dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- but like my armpits and my womanly areas, yes. I shave like too much almost. Mm. But that's because when I was younger, I was told that women hair. women should be bold because mm. I mean, obviously for some reason we fucking fantasize like young, vulnerable bold where basically the younger a female body looks um the more desirable it should be which is a very outdated and quite disturbing stereotype that um one of my favorite comedians Catherine ryan she she talks about that in a really funny and true way on her podcast telling everyone everything which is on apple and spotify but yeah i just i love she's so fucking right mm. like oh you better shave that because um then you'll look younger. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's fucking this gross. Weird, but I completely conform to it. Yeah, I completely conform to it. I'll see like an armpit hair, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, but shave that off. Why? I don't know, but it's just yeah, it's all down to preference and what you deem necessary to do to your body. Whatever, I'm I'm open to you doing whatever. I'm not bothered. Oh my god, braid it down there. Yeah, do Get it. Some fucking beads. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah but that's another thing that i was going to say because you'd mentioned it on a previous podcast that we need to accept that as well as the pcos for me there was a transition so i'd lost all that weight i then had i was diagnosed with pcos my body changed anyway but then i was also getting older so your body does change and you become a woman right and not a young girl or a young person yes and that is something that we also need to acknowledge that your body does just change when you get older as well yes that's normal and let's stop like you said let's stop like fantasizing about younger bodies drooling over photos of myself when i was 18 yeah honey you there's a reason you look like that you were a child yeah exactly it's like when i said like you said i mentioned on a previous podcast i was on a fucking dinner date with someone who went oh by the way I scroll down to the bottom of your Instagram. If you still look like that, I'd marry you in a second. The bottom of my Instagram, don't go looking for it. It's been hacked. It doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) The bottom of my old Instagram was my 17-year-old self. Now, I don't think a 31-year-old should be scrolling down to the bottom of my Instagram and telling a 20, how old was I at the time, 22, 23-year-old, if you still look like that now, I'd wife you in a second. Why? Because I'm smaller? Because I'm a child? 
It's, we need to stop yeah. fantasizing our younger selves. It's fucking disgusting. And you know what? I've only just got round to sorting out my Instagram because I had a lot of old photos on there from years ago, from this time, really. Your Instagram is fucking fly. Well, it is now. <laughs> What's your at? What's your at? Go on. Come on. For the people. Okay, it's at Chloe Gill. Um, and then it's two underscores because the one underscore was taken. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I ha- I've only recently just done that because for so long I was holding on to that old body that I had now I don't give a shit anymore so that is gone but you do remember it as though like that was when you were just the most beautiful and that is so not true that is so not true growing older and becoming more mature it's definitely I feel like there's women more beautiful women more mature I really do I agree with you even like I said earlier even though I'm probably my most insecure Mm. um, because I have stretch marks and because I have big assets I'm also the most confident that I've ever been and that's because I am woman yes (laughs) you are woman and yeah more power to it but yeah anyway I'd obviously been diagnosed with that at that time in 2018 right and then it got to sort of the end of the year still hadn't had my period and then I went traveling so again in my head I was thinking great I don't have to worry about a period while I'm in humid southeast asia oh yeah? my gosh can you imagine anything worse having to sort your period out when you're backpacking through fucking malaysia or whatever no. how the how do the people who live there cope <laughs> i don't know i literally went from like shopping center to shopping center on so many days just for the air con because it's just too fucking unbearable so i just took having no periods as like a benefit for me i don't have to worry about it I don't have to worry about the hygiene levels in the hostels that i'm staying in and having to sort out sanitary products it that would just be super shit so I just enjoyed the time that I was at there. Best time of my life. I come home. We're at literally two years of having no period at this point. And I'm like, right, this is not okay. My hair was the thinnest it'd ever been. I had the worst acne I'd ever had. Had the worst hair growth I'd ever had. It was just it was just really shit. But then I also was tanned and felt beautiful at the same time. So it was like a weird... What is it about a tan? Oh, I don't know. Changing everything. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about anything. I never wore any makeup at that point. I didn't care. You I don't was like... need it because you're tanned. <laughs> I exactly that was my makeup right um when you're as pale as you and i having yeah. a bit have you noticed i'm on the moisturizer I've i got... was gonna say you look glowy <laughs> i bathed in um <laughs> instead of a milk bath i had a tan bath <laughs> i woke up and um, i almost couldn't see my own reflection <laughs> I was so pale, I was almost transparent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've, I've got some tinted moisturiser. <laughs> I, I love it. A tan um, is everything. Yeah, and I felt, you know, regardless of all those symptoms that were literally screaming at me at that point, also, I was incredibly inflamed. <laughs> and when I say inflamed, I mean, you could see in my face, if, you have, if I were to show you pictures of when I was travelling, the heat probably didn't help, but my face was swollen because of how inflamed I was. When you said I was incredibly inflamed. <laughs> Not down below. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about my face. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna go I wasn't even gonna go there. I love it. I just meant in general, I had no idea what you fucking meant. Like I was on fire. <laughs> oh shit. I just head ride that mic. Yeah, no, it was... And do you know what it is that I realise now, which is sort of the next part of the this sort of journey for me, was you go to Asia... Shop rub. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying oh is... Oh, my God. The way the thighs slap... <laughs> 
cycle shorts were my angel and it yeah they just they just saved my life but no I came home from traveling and I realized obviously as somebody that is basically got the same symptoms as diabetes yeah. eating carbs on carbs and carbs every day there's nothing wrong with carbs I'm a pasta queen I, I love, love pasta but it it definitely inflamed my body <laughs> having all of that because I've got insulin resistance as a result of PCOS right so having that diet was probably not the best so I came home yeah very um chubby and spotty and dairy and just gross and inflamed <laughs> and inflamed <laughs> I am so sorry to have to do this to you guys and just be a massive fucking tease, but we are going to leave it there for now. Please stay tuned and keep an eye out for the next episode to drop so you can hear the rest of Chloe's fucking awesome story. But for now, have a great day, have a great week, and don't forget to share, subscribe, do all that really cool, lovely stuff that you do that makes me just so fucking happy. And yeah, have a fucking great one, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye! So life's a bitch